Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to 1001 Radio Crime Solvers Podcast. This is your host, John Hagedorn. And we want 1001 Radio Crime Solvers to be your favorite place to go to enjoy a great mix of vintage detective shows from the golden age of radio. The scripts were great, the action was hot, and even the old commercials are enjoyable. And now, another episode of 1001 Radio Crime Solvers is ready to go. Enjoy! Yes, this is the Falcon. Oh, Nancy, I'm glad you called. What's on the program for tonight? <laughs> well, it sounds like an awfully dead evening, baby. But you can never tell. Tomorrow there may be morning. Once again, Gem Blades, the razor blades that help you avoid five o'clock shadow, bring you the adventures of the Falcon. The Falcon, as you know, is Michael Waring, freelance detective, who's always ready with a hand for oppressed men and an eye for repressed women. So join him tonight when the Falcon learns murder is a family affair. It's a rainy Tuesday evening in New York the city streets are deserted, save for a dark red convertible which is parked at the curb. And at the wheel sits Brenda Sinclair, fondling her pet Pekingese, Wang Poo. No, 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 baby, don't be impatient. Daddy's going to meet us shortly. Then you and Mama are going to go far, far away where nasty mans can't find us. Hello, Brenda. Oh, Kenny, darling. Have you been waiting long? It seemed like years. That's just the way I felt in that hallway. Right. Oh. Hello, Sinclair. Fancy meeting you here. I thought I warned you to stay away from my wife. Brenda doesn't care about you. She hasn't for years. Ray, I'm leaving you. Really? Kenny and I are going away on a little trip. Maybe Kenny is, Brenda, but not you. Ray, put away that gun. What's the idea, Sinclair? I warned you to stay away from my wife, Kenny, but you wouldn't listen. Ray! Maybe this is the only language you can understand. Ray, don't! Don't! judgment of this court that you be confined to state's penitentiary, and on the night of November 27th, you shall be electrocuted there as provided for by state law, and may God have mercy on your soul. Sinclair? Yes, sir. Some visitors for you. Hello, Mike. Nancy. Hello, Ray. Ray. Uh, have, have you heard anything yet? You better tell him, Mike. Ray, we... We just got back from seeing the governor. Bad news, huh? I'm sorry, Fernando. I wasn't very hopeful. No matter how you put it, I... I still killed a man in cold blood. Well... We Sinclairs never did have much luck with our women anyway. At least you'll be glad to know your brother Danny broke the jinx. Ah, good for him. Too bad I never got a chance to meet his wife. What 
What do you think of her, Nancy? Gloria is all right. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Danny deserves the bestie. He's a good kid. One in a million. He and Gloria are waiting at my apartment. Mike, I wonder if you'd do me a great favor. You don't have to ask, Gray. I'm a little worried about Danny. I'm afraid he may go off the deep end after this. You know, he always felt that Brenda was responsible for this mess. I understand. He's just a kid, Mike. He's got screwy ideas. Will you keep an eye on him? It's a promise. Mike, what, what time is it? Almost nine. <laughs> they say the last 60 minutes are the toughest. Got a cigarette? Oh, sure. Have one, Nancy. Yes, please. No, not three on a match. Mike, you're... You're gonna stick around for the... I'd like you to. Very much. <laughs> It's all over, Gloria. I know. We heard the flash on the radio. Where's Danny? In the living room. How's he taking it? Not so good, Mike. If he'd only yell or, or cry, I could understand it. But he just sits there and looks at the wall. He won't even talk to me. Shh. Hello, Danny. Hello. How's the boy? Great. Danny, I... I can't tell you... Mike... Mike, maybe Danny would like some coffee. Oh, that's a swell idea, darling. Why don't you make some? No, don't bother, Nancy. Danny, for heaven's sake, stop it. I'm sorry, Gloria. Danny, you've got to stop tormenting yourself. We know what you're going through. No, I don't think you do, Nancy. Uh, Mike, did you make all the funeral arrangements? Uh, no, you see, kid, it... It was kind of taken out of my hands. Oh, what do you mean? Your sister-in-law, Brenda, claimed the body. Oh, Good old Brenda. She doesn't miss a trick, does she? I hope there were plenty of Psalm sisters around to catch her act. Yes, she ought to get a headline out of it. And without any effort. All right, Danny, spill it. What have you got on your mind? Murder. Danny. That's right, Gloria. I got an appointment with, the, with Brenda tonight. And I'm afraid she doesn't know about it yet. Danny, you're not being funny. I didn't intend it to be. Why don't you get wise to yourself? What? It's time you grew up. Try to be a man for a change and not a, a sniveling brat. Oh. I'm glad to find out what you think of me, Gloria. Oh, Danny, don't you see she's only telling you that for your own good? Oh, don't argue with him, Nancy. It isn't worth the effort. He'll go along all his life feeling sorry for himself, wondering why everybody picks on him. Why, I've seen kids of ten with more stuff than he's got. Anything else you'd care to add? No, I've said my piece, Danny. Anytime you want to go, it's perfectly all right with me. Thanks for your permission, dear. Mike, don't let him. Danny, where'd you get that gun? It's yours. I got it out of your desk drawer. Let me have it. I'm sorry, friend. No can do. Danny, I want you to give me that gun. Now, Mike, you've been swelling me so... Please, don't make me do something I'll be sorry for. I'll stay where you are. Are you going to give me that gun? I'll come closer next time, Mike. Danny, listen to me. I have, Gloria, and I've taken it very much to heart. So I'm just a kid making big talk, am I? Well, watch me change to a man of action. Now we have to worry about Danny and hope he'll realize that Brenda's not worth shooting. Well, there isn't anything I can do about that. But here's something I can do to help a lot of you who have five o'clock shadow. I can tell you that nine times out of ten men will stay face neat right around the clock by shaving the gem way. That is, with a gem razor and a genuine gem blade. I know it takes a definite effort on your part to change your shaving method, but I promise you that if you shave the gem way, your effort will be repaid every day of your life. Gem razors are again available at your dealers. Get one if you haven't one already, and begin immediately to enjoy gem's famous features, such as the clever face-fitting bevel, which compels you to use the master barber's long, gliding stroke. And, too, you'll like the way the super-keen gem blade gets the beard at skin level. So close, clean, and comfortable. So try the gem way, won't you? Avoid five o'clock shadow with a gem razor and gem blades.
The Adventures of the Falcon. It's a few minutes later, and in Mike's apartment, the Falcon and Gloria listen anxiously while Nancy makes a call. Well, Nancy? Oh, the operator couldn't give me the number, Mike. Now, how are you going to warn Brenda? I really don't see why you people are so concerned. Danny won't do anything. You're wrong, Gloria. Look, Mike, I'm married to him. I know how he reacts. Why, Danny could no more kill her than I could. Basically, he's just a sweet kid. Just a sweet kid bent on murder. Well, then, you think he meant what he said? Every word. Well, well then why don't you do something? I'm trying to, Gloria. Now, let me think. Now, you do that, Mike, but I'm not going to sit around and wait any longer. I'm going after Danny. Gloria, come back here. Let her go, darling. It'll give her something to occupy her mind. But shouldn't we phone the police or, or or something? I'd rather not. If it ever gets out that Danny's gunning for his sister-in-law, it'll make a Roman holiday for the newsboys. Well, what do you think Danny will be doing meanwhile? In case you've forgotten, darling, that boy is wired for sound. And suppose we attempt a little short-circuiting. Maybe we can still beat him to her apartment. Get your coat, baby. It's worth a try. You did, Miss Brenda, didn't you, baby? Hmm? Come on, let's see who it is, darling. Oh, it's you, DeSilva. What do you want? How can I talk to you when all the time you got that lousy dog in your lap? Don't speak that way about Wang Poo. Excuse me, please. Brenda, in the last month, you borrowed close to 12 grand from me. You'll get your money back. Sure. But when, Brenda? Any day, as soon as they settle Ray's estate. I got news for you, darling. What are you talking about? Papa didn't leave you a cent. How do you know? It's my business to know. The dirty double-crosser, and after I gave him the best years of my life. (laughs) You know, for a smart dame, Brenda, you don't use your head so good. Twelve grand don't mean so much to the silver. You'd like me to call him off, huh? What's the catch, DeSilva? You never gave away anything in your life. No catch? Just marry me. (laughs) Are you kidding? You could do worse. Why, you fat slob, I wouldn't have you for all the gold in your teeth. Well, if that was in hockey, you're awful fussy. Don't make me laugh. Now go on, get out. You want to watch your mouth, girlie. Nobody ever talks to the silver like that. Are you threatening me, you big ape? Come on in. Hello, Brenda. Oh. Why, sugar plums, this is a surprise. It was awfully sweet of you to call. Isn't it sweet of me, too? Oh, Nancy, I didn't see you. Are we interrupting something? No, nothing important. Mr. De Silva was just leaving, weren't you, fat stuff? I'll have you a little joke. <laughs> Maybe when you think him over, it won't be so funny. <laughs> oh, there, 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 darling. Did nasty man frighten Mama's baby? Isn't she sweet, Michael? Hmm. She's pedigreed, you know. Takes after her mother, doesn't she? Yes. What did you mean by that crack? You exactly what you girls, think I mean. Girls. Well, Nancy never liked me, Michael. You were the only one who ever understood me. Yes. Why, sugar plum. Oh, come now, Brenda. This is sugar plum, remember? He knew you when. Very funny. Well, what do you want? I don't suppose you came around to offer your condolences. No, but I came around to offer some advice. Your brother-in-law, Danny's gunning for you. Look, Mike, if that's all you've got to say, you can beat it. Little Brenda can look after herself. All right, darling, let's go. Okay. Oh, uh, Sugar Plum? Huh? Did Ray leave all his money to Danny? Why? Nothing. It just dawned on me that my brother-in-law isn't such a kid at that. He's got possibilities. The right woman could do a lot for him. Maybe the right woman could. But if I were you, I'd forget it, Brenda. Hmm. But then you're not me, dear. Because what I've forgotten, you'll never learn. Good night, you lovely people. Oh, there, 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 sweetheart. Come to Mama. That's a sweet thing. Mama's little baby was so hungry, and I'm going... All right, all right, I'm coming. Dad, 
Danny, darling, I'm so glad you dropped in. Nothing could keep me away. Here, let me take your coat. Never mind. Now, Danny, don't be mean to Brenda. Now that poor Ray is gone, that just the two of us left. We've got to look out for one and... Danny. Danny, put away that gun. As soon as I finish. <laughs> You're frightening Wang Pu. What about you? Danny, you've got to believe me. It wasn't my fault. You're quite true. You're crazy, Danny. You're crazy. You'll never get away with it. They'll fire you like they did Ray. I don't think so. Danny, please, please. <laughs> There's no reason to be, Nancy. When I think of Danny roaming the streets with a gun, I... Well, don't you worry about Brenda. That baby can take care of herself. And don't you know her? Yes, and don't I know... (coughs) And just how well did you know her before she met Ray, darling? Ah, saved by the bell. Come in. Mike. Mike, did you find Danny? No, didn't you? No, I, I looked everywhere. I even went up to Brenda's apartment. Well? There was no answer. Mike, I'm scared. But there's nothing to be scared about. Oh, excuse me. Hello, Falcon? Yes? This is Johnny Gleason down at headquarters. Oh, hi, Sergeant. How's tricks? Well, uh, outside of a couple of twinges in my back, I can't complain. Say, um, Falcon, you were a friend of Ray Sinclair, weren't you? That's right. Then it might interest you to learn that murder runs in the family. What are you babbling about? Danny just knocked off his sister-in-law. No. There must be some mistake. There's no mistake. He tried to kill himself afterwards, but he lost his nerve. Listen, Gleason. Hold everything. I'm coming right down. Take your time, Falcon. There's no hurry. The way it looks now, your friend's going to be with us for a long, long time. Check me if I'm wrong, Danny. After you pulled the rod, your sister-in-law tried to move away from you. That's right. Whereupon you made a couple of more speeches and then you let fly at her. What'd you do after that? I turned the gun on myself. Then you passed out? Yes, sir. Well, I think that takes care of everything. Now, if you'll just sign this... Oh, now what? Gleason, tell him to let me in. All right, George. Hello, Mike. How do you feel? Oh, all right, I guess. I want you to tell me exactly what happened. If you don't mind, Falcon, I was here first. Now, go ahead, kid. Sign it. What's that? His confession. Hold it, Danny. Gleason, have you seen Charlie De Silva? You mean the loan shark? Yes. He had a fight with Brenda tonight. She was in hock to him. I heard all about it. We had him on the carpet an hour ago. How come you let him go without informing me? Look, Falcon, I was under the impression the new mayor's name was O'Dwyer. Well, can't you give me a little time to get all the angles? Why do you want to give the kid false hopes? We know who killed the dame. He admits it. He's right, Mike. Yeah, and this is the gun you used, ain't it? Yes, sir, I took it from Mike's apartment. Let's see that. Anything to waste time. Yes, that's mine. Only when he took it, it was fully loaded. Say, wait a minute, Danny. How many shots did you fire at Brenda? One. And one at yourself, is that right? Yes. And before you left my place, you took a pot shot at me. Oh, he did, did he? Now, that's not the point, Gleason. How many shots in all does that make? Uh, don't tell me. Uh, uh, three. All right, Einstein. Look at this chamber. There are four exploded shells in there. How do you explain that? It's easy. He shot the girl twice. Did you find two slugs in her? Well, no. Then what happened to the other bullet? It... Went wild? No, it didn't. I only shot her once, and then I turned the gun on myself. You're lying. Use your head, Gleason. He's admitted killing her. What motive would he have to lie about that missing bullet? It must be somewhere in her room. Did any of your boys find it? What was the point of looking? And you can't have any objections if I do. Falcon, will you stop trying to complicate matters? Come on, Sergeant. Be a sport. Give me an hour to look over Brenda's apartment. If I can't find the shell by that time, I'll advise Danny to sign the confession. There'll be no more horsing around? I give you my word. Okay, here's the key. Hello, Danny. Hello, Mike. 
Mike, how much of that hour have we got left? About 20 minutes. Well, then we'll have to work a lot faster. Well, there's one sure thing. That slug isn't anywhere on this floor. No. Suppose we try to reconstruct what happened. How? I'll play Danny and you play Brenda. Oh, this ought to be fun. What do I do? Well, according to Danny's story, he was standing over by the sofa. Mm-hmm. Now, you back away from me as if you were afraid. You mean, like, like this? Oh, that's perfect. I pull out the gun. Mike, put that thing away. It's all right, dear. I just want to make this as realistic as possible. Well, let's not overdo it. You don't have to point it at me. Don't haggle, Nancy. Get on with your act. Pretend you're Brenda. Now, what would you say? Um, <clears throat> um, now, you wouldn't shoot poor little me. Now, would you, sugar plum? I certainly will if you continue with that sugar plum routine. Where'd you pick that up? From Brenda. Oh. The question is, where did she pick it up? Now, darling, stick to your script. Where were we? Oh, yes. You just finished pleading for your life. And it's availed me nothing. Right. So now I shoot. Bang. Am I dead? Very. Just crumpled gracefully to the floor. Oh, that's the way. <sighs> How do I look as a corpse? Not so good. Oh, and I thought I gave a wonderful performance. No. No, something's missing. Did I leave out a sugar plum? Hey, wait a minute. I think I've got it. Sure, you know what's wrong with this picture. You didn't have... Mike. I heard it. Maybe someone's coming in here. Just stay quiet. Hello, De Silva. Huh? I said hello. Now shut the door and come in. What are you doing here? Since when I gotta answer your questions? Might be smart if you did. See this? Put that right away, Falk. You're not frightening anybody. Except me. Nancy, phone Sergeant Gleason. Tell him I'm taking De Silva over to my apartment. Ask him to bring Danny there. But, Mike, isn't that highly irregular? Highly. But then, dear, this is a most unconventional murder. You know something, Falcon? I got a hunch you're going to be very sorry about this. And I got a hunch, De Silva, you may be right. Nancy, that must be Sergeant Gleason. Will you let him in? Mm-hmm. Hello, Sergeant. Hiya, Nancy. Oh, and you brought a friend along. How nice. Hiya, Nancy. Fine. Guess who's here? What? Gloria. Gloria. Danny, darling. Now, don't ogle Gleason. It's not polite. Oh, Sergeant, I believe you know Mr. De Silva. We've met. Uh. Nancy, will you lock the door, please? Certainly. Um... What will I do with the key? Put it where no one can get it. I know just the place. Hey, don't do that. Oh, I'm sorry, Sergeant. It slipped. Very comical. I know a good one, too. Suppose I tossed you all in the clink. Relax, Gleason. I'll tell you why Nancy did that. It better be good. It is. The killer of Brenda Sinclair is in this room. You don't have to tell me. I brought him here. Well, if you did, he's not getting out alive. What are you talking about? Why do you think I had Nancy lock that door? You expect to sweat a confession out of someone? More than that, Gleason. Give me half an hour and that someone will be sweating blood. Only this time it'll be his own. Well, all I can say is that the Falcon's going to find it slightly grim if he doesn't make good. You know, that's one thing that never worries me when I make statements about the gem way of shaving. Gem always makes good. And now the gem razors are once more available at all dealers. More men than ever before can shave the gem way and so avoid five o'clock shadow. You know, of course, that to get the best out of your gem razor, you must use gem blades. They fit precisely, shave perfectly. Their super keen, deep wedge edge gets the beard at the base, clean and close. No topping the beard. No little islands of stubble left on your chin. You get incredibly close, smooth shaves, which naturally last much longer. That's why we can say that a gem shave will keep your face socially acceptable right around the clock. So try the gem way of shaving. Avoid five o'clock shadow with a gem razor and gem blades. Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. Twenty-five minutes have passed since Mike Waring made his promise to reveal the killer of Brenda Sinclair. And now in the Falcon's apartment. Well, how about it, folks? 
Anybody feel like confessing? How about you, De Silva? They say it's good for the soul. You can go right Easy, to... easy now, fellow. Look, Falcon, a joke's a joke. But... But what? Uh, if you don't open that door... I'm sorry, Gleason. You saw Nancy lose the key. No one's leaving until the murderer confesses. But Danny killed her, didn't you, kid? Well, I'm not so sure now. Say, what goes on here? Well, I only fired three shots out of that gun. So you did. But the chamber shows that four were fired. Maybe you'd like to know what happened to that missing bullet. Did you find it in Brenda's apartment, Falcon? No. That's what put me on the right track. You didn't, so it did. Oh, why didn't I learn a trade? Try to visualize this scene, Sergeant. Because this is what must have happened after Danny shot Brenda. We know. She keeled over dead. That's just it. She wasn't dead then. That bullet didn't touch her. And the mind's crazy. No one ever saw Brenda unless she was carrying about that pet Pekingese of hers. Wang Poo. The only thing she was fond of. So what? Well, that's where your missing bullet went. It hit the dog. What? That's right. And Brenda fainted from sheer fright, as anyone might. But Danny didn't know that. He turned the gun on himself. Next, our murderer enters. He sees Brenda and Danny out cold. So he takes the gun out of Danny's hand and pumps a shot into Brenda. And he exits. But not before he removes the dying dog. Why? He had to. Otherwise, it would give the whole show away. Am I right, De Silva? How would I know that? That's right, you wouldn't. Come to think of it, you had no real motive to kill Brenda. You wanted either Brenda or the money you loaned her. Well, with her dead, you were out of luck on both counts. So if we want to find our killer, we'll have to look elsewhere for him. Mike, you said him. Then our murderer is a man. Huh? That was a figure of speech to her. As it happens, our killer is a woman. Isn't she, Gloria? What? That's right. She killed Brenda. What? The whole thing's crazy. I killed her. No, you only thought you did, Danny. Isn't that right, Gloria? What am I supposed to do? Break down and confess? It might help if you want to get out of here. I'm in no hurry. I can stay all night. I hope your guest room is comfortable. I'm afraid you'll never live to use it. I see you've got a band-aid on your hand. Is that where Wang Poo nipped you when you picked him up? <sighs> Will this go on much longer? Not much. I had some of the blood on Brenda's carpet analyzed. It was dog's blood. And the vet told me that the hound had rabies. And whoever handled it was bound to get hydrophobia. Do you ever have hydrophobia, Gloria? You're not frightening me. You must have gotten that bite around 10 o'clock. That means the incubation period is almost over. Maybe a half hour more. They tell me unless you get to a doctor fast, it starts off with a burning sensation. By the way, Gloria, how does that hand feel? Kind of itchy? Hmm? Stop. Stop it, Mike. You're not funny. It's an awful temptation to scratch it, isn't there? Better watch out for that, darling. That spreads the infection all the faster. Cut it out! For heaven's sake, cut it out! Why, Gloria, where are you going? That door's locked, remember? Let me out of here! Let me out! I've got to get to a doctor, please! Please, let me out! Michael. Hmm? There wasn't any blood on Brenda's carpet. That's right. And that pooch didn't have rabies. Of course not. was a nice touch, though, wasn't it? Oh, lovely. It just goes to prove what a terrible thing a guilty conscience can be. Yes, but I still don't understand why Gloria killed Brenda. Oh, she didn't intend to originally. She thought Danny was going to do it for her. But when he fumbled the ball, she had to do the job herself. I, I don't follow you. Well, Gloria knew the cops would grab Danny for the murder. You mean she wanted to get rid of him? That was her fondest desire. When Ray went to the chair, Danny became a rich kid... If anything happened to him... His money would go to Gloria. Natch, could you ask for a better motive? Then when she bawled Danny out before he left... She was just trying to goad him on. Mm -hmm. But, Mike... Now, darling, I've told you everything. Oh, no. There's one thing you forgot. What? Brenda called you Sugar Plum. How do you explain that? Oh, Nancy, let's not go into that now. It's a long story. Oh, but that's the kind I like best. Come here, darling. Now, Michael, stop it. You're not going to get out of it like that. I didn't intend to, dear. You wanted to hear the story of Brendan Sugarplum. Yes. Well, what you got just then was uh, the prologue. Murder is a grave situation. Murder is a grave situation. That's the title of next week's Adventure of the Falcon when Mike Waring learns that even those with double trouble can only die once. 
So be sure and listen next week at this same time to another gay, exciting adventure of the Falcon. And in the meanwhile, avoid five o'clock shadow with a gem razor and gem blades. The Adventures of the Falcon are based on the famous character created by Drexel Drake. James Meehan was starred as the Falcon. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Adventures of the Falcon, starring Les Tremaine. Hello? Yes, it's the Falcon speaking. Oh, Lucy. I'm awfully sorry, Angel, but I'm afraid I'll have to skip tonight. I have to check on a character who is handing his girl a fast line. Claims he'll make a big mark in the world. And maybe he will. Unless somebody rubs him up. Once again, the Mutual Broadcasting System brings you the adventures of the Falcon. The Falcon, as you know, is Michael Waring, freelance detective, who's always ready with a hand for oppressed men and an eye for repressed women. So join him tonight when the Falcon learns... Murder is a bad bluff. It's early Monday evening in New York when the door of a small Fifth Avenue jewelry store opens and the clerk, alone in the store, turns to face a dapper young man. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Were you ever in love? Was I? <laughs> well, naturally, sir. I'm a married man. I dare say I love my wife. Well, if you dare say you don't, let's see the most expensive bracelet you have. Yes, sir. One moment. A bracelet to encircle her tiny Ida Downward. Ida Downward? That's a rather strange image, if I may say so. You may. Here you are, sir. Now, this bracelet. Beautiful, I'll take it. Now, let's see something in engagement. Yes, sir. Here you are. Mm-hmm. Good, I'll take that, too. Which one? The whole table. I beg your pardon? Oh, but these aren't the best you have. Let's see the really big stone. Oh, come on, I'll wait up. What's the matter? Did you ever see a gun before? Yes, sir. No, sir. I, I know you're kind I... of warm all of a sudden, so bring out the ice and we'll cool off. Yes, sir. And hurry it up or all of a sudden you'll be cold. Yes, sir. Stone cold. Yes, sir. All right, Rickard, let's go. Okay. Got the stuff? I've got the stuff. Okay, Barclay, but what took you so long? I wanted to do the job right. Gave the clerk a build-up. Build-up, build-up. You got a gun, haven't you? What more build-up you got to have? Trouble with this profession, Rickard. Not enough imagination. You walk in with a gun, the clerk sees it's a hold-up, and right from the start, it's him against you. But with me... With you, it's talk, 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 talk all the time. Change of pace. That's the secret, pal. Believe me, change of pace. Keep them guessing. By the time... How much did you get? A hat for rings, bracelets, necklaces, 30, 40 grand worth at least. Okay, we lay low a couple of days and then unload. I'll unload. Uh, how's that? Let me handle the fence. The old change of pace ought to be good for an extra 10 grand. Why, I... Okay, Barclay, you unload. I know you'd stay my way. I don't. But how else can I shut you up? Sugar swung a big deal. With the president of the Midwestern Railroad? Ah, uh-huh, that's right. I told you. You told me a lot of things. But I can read, bud. What's that supposed to mean? Just that there's an item on the society page that the president of the Midwestern Railroad happens to be away on a yachting trip. Uh, sure, sure. I know that, Sugar. I've been contacting him by radio. In that case, you ought to be able to tell me where this yachting trip is. Sure, sure. All right, go ahead. Where is it? Newport? Bermuda. Gulf of Mexico, maybe? 
What is this, the third degree? Why do you ask me to marry you? I've got a right to know something about you. I've, I'm tired of these big stories. Now I want the truth. Look, sir, there's some things you can't explain. Why? Well, well, look, it's like this. A terrific merger's on the fire, see? But terrific. If word gets out about it, even a hint, it'll get the stock, stock market on its ears, see? No. I don't see why you Just can't... Just sit tight, sugar, huh? In a couple of days, it'll all be settled, and I'll collect my commission. You'll see big dough. Thirty, forty thousand bucks on the first installment. And then we can make oh, plans. Oh, stop it, Fudge. If you won't trust me, then Like let's... you trust me? Well, give me some reason. I'm getting tired of fairy tales. But did you ever happen to think, Sugar, maybe I'm getting tired of your nagging? I'm on the way up. You don't want to come along? Okay. Just remember you had your chance. Maybe I did. But I've heard it's not always healthy to take chances. Michael Waring? That's right. You're a private detective, the one they call a falcon? Mm-hmm. Are you very expensive? Depends. On what? What you call expensive. And uh, what you want me to do. Come in, let's talk it over. All right. Well, you might as well sit down, make yourself comfortable. Thank you. And tell me your name. Gloria Page. And why you want a detective? I'm engaged to be married. Congratulations. I'm not sure they're in order. That's what I want you to find out. Well, I'll just second, Gloria. I don't go in for petty snooping if you're just trying to find out whether your boyfriend is stepping out on you. No, Mr. Waring, I'm not concerned about other women. Mm -hmm. All right, then. What I want to know is, what does he do for a living? Didn't he tell you? (laughs) Yes, a number of things. But you don't believe him? I did until yesterday, but... They're too fantastic. All about big business deals, but he won't give me any details. It's all so secretive, I can't help wondering if maybe he's mixed up in something illegal. Otherwise, why would he try to keep things from me? I don't know. Well, what'll it cost to have you investigate? Quite a lot, but I'll give you some advice for nothing. What's that? Forget him. I can't. As long as you have such serious doubts about Just him. Just the same, I... I love him. Well, then, what are you doing here? Hoping you'll prove my doubts are wrong. And if they aren't? I don't know, Mr. Williams. You're just asking for heartache, Gloria. Well, it's my heart and my money. So how much do you want for a retainer? Hello, Tenez. My wedding. What brings you here, wedding? You only hang around and buy it when you're looking for something. I like television. Yes. Hmm. You shouldn't have such a suspicious nature, Tenez. Bad for your digestion. I don't like coppers, and I don't like private dicks. Well, every man to his taste. You seen Barkley lately? Who? Bud Barkley. I don't know Barkley. I haven't seen him. I don't know anybody. I don't know anything. Funny. I was told you're a pretty good friend of Barkley. Who told you? Oh, I've been getting around. In fact, Barkley himself tells me you were on a little job with him the other day. That's a lie. Sure. I was never on a job with Barkley in my life. If it was anybody, it was Rickard. He's the only one on Barclay's team. I thought you didn't know Barclay. Uh, so I know him. So thanks. For what? For some very pleasant conversation. And now, can I buy you a drink? Taxi. Just a second, Barclay. Uh, I've been looking for you. Oh, hello, Tanez. Sorry I can't stop now. I've got a date. The driver will wait for you. Yeah, but I'm late. So you'll be later. Cut it out. That's a clean shirt. Just answer me one question, then I'll let you go. What's the devil beating you? How come you told Waring what you did about me? What are you talking about? You told Waring... Waring? Who's Waring? Mike Waring, the falcon. Are you crazy, Tanez? I don't even know where. He says you do. Well, I... Look, driver, you better go on. I'll take another cab. I just, what does Waring say I told him? He says you told him I pulled a job with you. What? That's what he said about me. So you blew your top and started yapping about me, is that it? Well, it made me sore. Oh, you popped off. I didn't say much. Why, you dumb jerk, don't you see Waring was just trying to trap you into spilling on me? I didn't spill. Well, at least you didn't know about the Holloway job, I wonder. Holloway job? Uh, look, look, Tenez, uh, you got any idea what Waring's angle is? Holloway job. That was the jewelry hall. Now, listen, Tenez. So you're the boy who pulled that one, huh? You were Rickard. Oh, you didn't hear me right. I heard you very right. And you know something, Barclay? 
I think Wedding would be kind of interested to hear about it, too. Now, don't start getting ideas. I got him already. Well, go ahead, Bartley. We won't discuss it here. You don't want to keep your dates waiting. But I got a hunch you and me are going to do business. But I'm afraid from now on it's better never than late. Are you still on that kick? I know how things stand now. That's why I asked you over. And I thought maybe you'd come to your senses. I have. We're through, but. Now, look, sugar, a lot of things have gone wrong today. I don't want to have trouble with you, too. I have big business deals coming big up. Big business. With crooks like Greg Rickard and Lou Turnett. Who's been talking? Nobody. I had to know the truth, but I had to. No. So I hired a detective. Do what? So you're the one who hired Waring? Yes. You won't be satisfied until I do a stretch, will you? No, but I don't want to cause you any trouble. Looks like. I don't. Now that I found out what I wanted to know, I've called off Mike. Oh, it's Mike. Mr. Waring, what's the difference? Anyway, I've called him off. Thanks. What makes you sure he'll stay off? He isn't interested in you, but he's found out who your friends are. That's all I wanted to know. Now you'd better go. Oh, sure. Sure, get out of here, but You're just dirt and no good crook. Go on, why don't you tell me off? Tell me what you really think of me. Get out, bud. Oh, so now I'm not even worth talking to. I'll just get out. All right, I'll get out. But before I do, here's something for you to remember me for. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, I'm sorry, sugar. I, I don't know what's the matter with me. You're, you're right. I'm no good for anything. You all right, just, baby? Huh? Just get out of here, bud. Get out! this afternoon. Brushed right by me without speaking. Hmm? When was that? At Barclays. What? I wasn't at Barclays this afternoon. Funny. I could swear it was you. That's a lie. Oh, I get so excited, Bob. So I thought I saw you. Is there something to make you blow a gasket? No, it just... Well, I wasn't there. Okay, my mistake. You see, I was going up to see Barclays, and just as I start in the building, this character rushes out. And like I say, he's a dead ringer for you. So I start to say hello, but you... <laughs> he... <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> so I ring Barclay's bell and no answer. When I try the door and it's not locked, I go in. And what do you think I find? I don't know. Don't you, Rika? I told you I don't. I wasn't there. Okay. I'll remember that. When the law asks me, I'll tell them it wasn't you that I saw, Ricard. It was just somebody who happens to look exactly like you. Now, wait a minute. Well, I have to tell them something, eh? Because inside Barclay's apartment, I see how come that character who rushes out is in such a hurry, he don't even notice me. Are you trying to say... Yes, Rachel, you guessed it. I find Barclay lying on the sofa, and he don't even so much as say hello, which I can't blame him, eh? Seeing as how he just happens to be sort of... Uh, Kind of uh, very bad. Tomorrow, throughout our nation, Americans who appreciate the right to rule themselves will go to the polls and cast their ballots to elect their leaders. The right to vote is the very cornerstone of our American heritage of freedom. When you vote, vote as you please, as your conscience dictates, but vote. For freedom is everybody's job. And if you vote, you're letting America down. Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. A few hours have passed since the murder of Bud Barclay. The story has hit the newsstands and found an interested reader in Mike Waring, who is now calling on his ex-client, 
Gloria Page. You seen the paper, Gloria? Yes. Well? Well, what? You hire me to check on Bartley. I do. And my report is hardly in when he winds up dead. I can't help wondering if there's a connection. Is there? You mean that I'd kill him? No. You saw him this afternoon? Yes. And had a fight? What makes you say that? Look in the mirror. I told him we were through. He didn't like it. He uh, didn't like kind of rough. He was furious when he found out that I'd hired you. Oh, you told him that? Yes. So he slapped you around. Do you have an alibi for the murder time? I don't know. I guess not. I was here alone after he left. Well, that's not going to sound so good to the police when they learn about your fight with Bartley. Do they have to know? You were his girl. They're sure to be around with questions. What'll I do? That's up to you. You told me you loved Bartley. I thought I did. What? Well, after this afternoon... Yeah, I see what you mean. You warned me there'd be heartache. There was when you told me he was friendly. And after the way he acted, it's all over. <laughs> you heal fast. You think I killed him? I didn't say that. Believe me, Mike, I'm sorry he's dead. I was shocked when I read about it. Mm-hmm. You don't believe me. Well, that's all right, Gloria. It's not me you have to convince. It's the police. <laughs> Yes? Hello. My name's Michael Waring. I'd like to talk to you. What about? Murder. You're Greg Rickard, aren't you? Am I? Well, this is his apartment, and you're in it, so it seems like a reasonable assumption. Oh, that's what I call a detective. <laughs> okay, I'm Rickard. Now, where do we go from here? Inside. More comfortable. All right, Waring. I'm glad you're not going to be difficult. That remains to be seen. What do you want? I understand you and Bud Barkley were pals. How come you understand that? In my business, a fellow asks questions. But he doesn't always get the right answer. Well, suppose you give me an answer then. Was Barkley a pal of yours? I knew him. When's the last time you saw him? A couple of days ago. Not today? Not today. Where were you this afternoon? Right here. All afternoon? All afternoon. Suppose I were to tell you I tried to phone you and got no answer. Then I'd say I was in the shower and didn't hear the phone. For over an hour? I kept trying. I was... Very dirty. Oh, you can do better than that, Rickard. Oh, I was taking a nap with the radio playing. That's better, huh? But at least now I know you were lying. So are you. Anyhow, you haven't put me at Barclays, if that's what you're trying to do. Give me time. How come you're trying to nail me for the job anyway? Just because I knew Barclays? Well, I have to start somewhere. You know any better suggestions? Yeah, they're plenty just as good. Anybody else who knew Barclays? Girl, for instance. Gloria? Mm-hmm. Do you know any reason why she should have wanted to kill Barclay? You know any reason why I should have? I'm working on it. But as long as we're playing the field just now, who else should we consider? Lou Trenez? Hmm? No. No, why do you say that? Why not? He knew Barkley too, didn't he? Believe me, Waring, it wasn't Trenez. What makes you so sure? All right, I'm not sure. Only I don't think it was Trenez. It's not like him. Funny you should be so anxious to protect him. I'm not trying to protect him. You think it's Trenez? Okay. I don't think it's Trenez. Yes. From the way you've been acting, I may get around to it. At any rate, it's an angle worth checking. Thanks, Rickard. Hello, Trenez. Some people can't take a hint. Look, Redding, how many times do I have to tell you? I don't like people in your racket. I don't like you. Oh, why should I let a little thing like that stop me when we have so much in common? Like what? Like you don't like me, I don't like you. That could be the basis for a beautiful friendship. Are you going to get out of here? Nope. Then I will. What do you know about the Barkley murder, Tenez? Get out, Redding. Sit down. Let go, Redding. Sit down. I want to talk to you. Now, look, Redding, I don't Is like... Is there any reason why Rickard should want to frame you for the murder? What? Did he? Ah, no, you don't, Waring. No, I don't what? You tell me Rickard is trying to frame me. That's supposed to set me off on Rickard. Sorry. I don't want to play. I didn't say Rickard tried to frame you. Uh -huh. I was just wondering. Uh -huh. He tried to keep you out of this. Maybe he was really protecting you. Or maybe he just thought that would make me suspicious. Well, you'll have to figure it out for yourself. Now, well, look, Sorry, Waring. I told you I'm not going to help you. Go on back to the babe and tell her you drew a blank. Babe? Gloria Page. 
Where'd you get the idea I'm working for her? Barclay. Must be wrong? No. I was working for her, but that was before the murder. Now I'm strictly on my own. Where's the profit in that? You never can tell. Well, you won't get any dividends from me. Can't hurt to try. There's something between you and Rickard. I want to know what it is. Ask Rickard. I did. Now I'm asking you. Okay, you're just wasting your time, Wedding. I could beat it out of you. Could you? Well, on the second thought, I guess I couldn't. Not as long as you have that busted beer mug in your hand. That's right, Wedding. And now, if you don't want it in your face, just get out of my way. Hello, Tennis. I've been expecting you. Come in. Good. Have you uh, got the money, Rico? Well, that's the call coming right to the point. This is not a social call, Rico, that we got it. Naturally. Good. You know, I've been thinking, maybe I'm letting you off too easy. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. You don't want me to talk to the police about what happened this afternoon. But the police aren't the only ones interested. Waring? Yeah. He's in it, too. So you tell him. All he can do with it is turn it over to the police. Maybe I could make a deal. He might pay more for my information than you've offered for silence. Why don't you ask him? I prefer to do business with you. But I think you'd better sweeten the kitty. <laughs> What's the joke? I've been doing some thinking, too, Tenez. I've been thinking only a sucker pays blackmail because once he starts, there's no stopping. Sometimes you don't have any choice. Yeah, that's right. But this gun gives me a choice. Hey, wait a minute. Don't, don't worry, Tenez. I won't. Not here. It looks like a nice night for a drive. So, let's go, shall we? <laughs> Turn right at the next corner and stop when you get to the door. Look, Rickard, I'll swear you weren't at Barclay today. I'll swear... You'll that... swear anything with a gun looking your way. You'll sing a different song if I give you a chance, and I do mean sing. No, I'm saying... Okay, me... Turnes, here's where we stop. But I'm telling I you... I said stop. Now, you know... Rickard, if you'd only... Get out. <laughs> now start walking straight ahead. Go on. I'll be right behind you. Rickard, I'll do anything you say, only only give me a break. Keep on walking out to the end of the pier. You didn't kill Barclay. I can prove it. Give me a chance. Look, look, let's, let's talk it over, huh? You, you didn't kill him. I'll swear to it. Anything, only... Okay. Go. Now, stop. Please, Rickard, I... After you've cast your vote for your favorite candidates in tomorrow's election, you'll want to be among the first to know who the winners are. So tune to Mutual tomorrow night, for Mutual and the station to which you're now listening is your best bet for fast, accurate, complete election returns. Yes, for radio's clearest, easiest to understand, and most exciting election returns, it's Mutual on election night. Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. Twelve hours have passed since Rickard switched from buying silence to gunning for it. Now he's in his room, packing, when there's a knock at the door. Come in. You can take those back. Oh, you wearing. Mm-hmm. Who'd you expect? A moving man for that trunk? Look, wearing. I don't have time Don't to... be so sure. You'll probably get plenty of time. What's that supposed to mean? Just that when I read that Tenez was fished out of the river with a slug in him, I thought of you. When it said he was still alive, I had a hunch you'd be preparing to clear out before Ternez recovers enough to talk. All right, I'm moving. That doesn't prove anything. But Ternez is talking, Will. Next time you toss a pal in the drink, you better make sure he stopped breathing first. You can't prove anything on me. And you don't intend to wait until I can, is that it? I don't intend to wait because I have other plans and you're not stopping me. No, but maybe the law will. May I use your phone? Oh, you don't. Oh, don't be like that. I'll give you a nickel. Put down that phone. Sorry, pal. Put down that phone. Are you... I was waiting for you to reach for your gun. Now I'll take it. Now you can get back to your packing, Rickard. 
You're going for a trip, all right. But it's not the one you planned. Hello, Tunez. The doctor said I could come in for a minute. Hello, Eddie. How are you feeling? All right. I tell you, come in. You can turn that off now, Tunez. We're on the same team with you state's evidence against Rickard. Yeah. The police tell me you've not only tabbed Rickard for plugging you, but for doing the job on Barkley, too. Yeah. That's why he wanted to finish me. Because I saw him coming up at Barkley right after the murder. What were you doing at Barkley? He called me yesterday afternoon. Morning, but he wanted to see me. What about? He didn't say. When I got to his place, he was there. Oh, I see. Well, thanks, Tunez. Looks like we've pretty well taken care of Mr. Rickard. We've got him for attempted murder on you, and now that he's in so deep anyway, he's admitted pulling some robberies with Barkley. Yeah. The only thing he won't admit is Barkley's murder. But with your testimony, I think we'll clinch that, too. Uh-huh. Only not against Ricky. What? No, Tunez. That little job was your handiwork. What? So hurry up and get well, because you've got to face a murder trial, and if you're any sort of a man, you won't want to take it lying down. Well, you see, Gloria, when Ternez found out that Barkley and Rickard had worked the jewelry job, he went up to Barkley to ask for blackmail. And when Barkley didn't want to pay as much as Ternez demanded, Ternez killed him and took everything he had. Mm-hmm. And then, just as he was leaving, he saw Rickard go into Barkley. He knew Rickard wouldn't want it known that he was at the scene so near the time of the murder, so Ternez tried to blackmail him. You see, Ternez wasn't satisfied with just Barkley's half of the split. He wanted the whole take. So he blackmailed Rickard for a murder he'd committed himself? Yeah. Talk about gall, huh? Well, tell me, Mike, how did you know Ternez was the murderer? Oh, simple. Ternez claimed the last time he spoke to Barkley was yesterday morning. He said when he arrived at Barkley's yesterday afternoon, Barkley was already dead. Mm Mm-hmm. But Ternez knew I was working for you. When I asked him how he knew, he said Barkley told him. Yes. Well, don't you see? Barkley didn't know that until you told him yesterday afternoon. Of course. So that meant Ternez was lying. He did see Barkley yesterday afternoon, but he arrived before the murder, not after, and killed Barkley in order to rob him. Well, that clears that up, then. Now, there's just one other thing. What's that? I only hired you to check on Barkley, but you kept right after his murder until you solved that. Why? What did you hope to gain? It's a beautiful night, Gloria. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful moon. Mm-hmm. And a beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, until the murder was cleared up, you were a suspect. You know something, Gloria? I was never much good at kissing through a wire screen. Murder doesn't fit the frame. Murder doesn't fit the frame. That's the title of next week's adventure of the Falcon when Mike Waring learns that if you know the name of a murderer... You'd better spill that information before he spills your blood. So be sure to listen next week at the same time to another exciting adventure of the Falcon. The Adventures of the Falcon are based on the famous character created by Drexel Drake, produced by Bernard L. Schubert, written tonight by Jerome Epstein, and directed by Richard Lewis. Music by Milton Kay. Les Tremaine was starred as the Falcon. Turnez was played by Joe DeSantis. This program came from New York... This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. That wraps it up for tonight's show at 1001 Radio Grime Solvers. We really enjoy good reviews, so when you have a chance, say something nice about a selection of shows, or maybe suggest some to us. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.